Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Death Holler. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. Death, and joining me as always is La Urena. And this episode, we are covering the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer, conveniently called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Bum, bum, they, bum. Really, they really thought about that one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, from 1998, uh, just a year after the first movie. Uh, tagline, some secrets will haunt you forever. Mm. <laughs> At least it goes with the movie. Yeah. Uh, directed by Danny Cannon, uh, written by Lois Duncan and Trey Calloway. Uh, music by John Frizzell. Made for a budget of seventeen million, but get this, folks, it only made forty million. So there was the the return was not there for the original because the first movie made one hundred twenty five million. Yeah, that's a big drop off. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is a big drop off. However, it's it still made back more than double its budget. It did, but I mean it. I think it killed the franchise because I oh, feel yeah. like they were they were setting up more movies and this pretty much killed it. Oh well, then you know, but things happen for a reason. Just take your money and smile. <laughs> uh, principal players, uh, yes, we have Jennifer Love, huge tits, making a return as Julie James, our final girl. Muse Watson is back as Ben Willis, the fisherman slasher. Matthew Settle is uh, playing Will Benson. Uh, Ben's son, it's right in his fucking name, folks. He even spells it out in the movie. Oh, my God. Uh, that is so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is the accomplice killer in this film? Uh, and also, he pl- it looks like he's playing a cuck for Julie, but he... Oh, uh, yeah. He, you know, but that's not the character he's playing, actually. Matthew Settle was actually in Band of Brothers. Uh, he was in the uh, kind of off-brand superhero movie uh, from 2017 called Valentine. Uh, he was in the first Ouija movie, or Ouija as we say around here, and the movie Beneath. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. makes his horrible acting uh, <laughs> return as Ray Bronson, Julie's boyfriend, estranged lover in this film. They've kind of fallen apart due to PTSD and trauma, uh, which is... Probably the only thing this movie actually does decently is shows like Julie's like trauma after the first film. Yeah, like, that's that's decently done. Um, Brandy Norwood, uh, yes, that Brandy that used to sing back in the nineties uh, and early two thousands is playing Carla Wilson, Julie's new best friend. And if you're Julie's best friend, you're probably going to die. Yes. Uh, Brandy's known for a lot of her songs. Of course, she's known for Moesha, uh, Osmosis Jones, and other TV appearances. Like, I mean, if it was a black comedy or drama in that time period, she was in that show, basically. She was like, I think she was the first, like, black Cinderella that was, I would say, more tastefully done back in the day versus how they're doing movies today where they're replacing characters. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I liked I liked her rendition of of Cinderella. Well, Brandy had that appeal that she could. She almost had like I hate to say it that way, but like that suburban white appeal. Yes. You know, like she she was. I, I mean, enough that way that like she didn't like you know uh, rock the boat or anything like that. People were like accepting of her, you know, and, yeah, and stuff like that. Uh, John Hawks, uh, probably the best actor that's in these movies, uh, is playing Dave, 
uh, Ray's best friend and work buddy, and he's only in the movie for like 10 minutes because this fucking series loves to kill your best actors. Uh, John Hawks plays an amazing character in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Wow, that's a uh, long-ass title. It is. That's a, It's a good movie, though. It's it's a good, like, crime drama movie. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon that came out recently with Shia LeBeau. Uh, Lincoln, uh, not the Lincoln Lawyer, but Okay, Lincoln. which, by the way, speaking of the Lincoln Lawyer, they came out with a series? Uh, yeah, I think they did. They're in, like, <laughs> season two or something of the Lincoln Lawyer, and I was like, I only know of the movie. Well... It's based on a character that was in a, a, a series of novels, so for them to make it in a TV okay. uh, series makes sense because there's a lot of stories that has that character. Okay. Uh, he was in Deadwood, uh, played opposite Til- Timothy Oliphant, which we've discussed in Scream. Uh, uh, of course, that was a TV series and a damn good one if you're in the Westerns. Uh, he was actually in From Dusk Till Dawn. He plays a very small character in that one. He is uh, the the one who's working the convenience store whenever uh, Quentin Tarantino and um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? George Clooney like breaks in and causes all the shit that they stir in that movie. So, okay. uh, and he was in a uh, 1995 movie called Night of the Scarecrow, uh, not the Night of the Scarecrow that I, that's from like the eighties. That's the okay. Good one. That's I was wondering. Like a, yeah. And he was actually an episode of Buffy, so it's kind of funny. Imagine that. Benjamin Brown plays Derek the Dockhand. Uh, I didn't really see much of no. that yeah. he'd been in. Uh, Ellarine Harding plays Olga. Again, not much of note. She's one of those people that appears in scenes in the background. I'm going to say it again. What kind of a name is Olga? For an African-American woman, when will he even say African-American? Black. She was black because she was also from the islands. So, Olga, Olga that, that's the name we went with? That's the name they put in IMDb, so I'm, I'm assuming that that's what it is. I don't understand what we're doing to the black women, but okay, go ahead. Uh, Jack Black, oh, Jack never black. heard of him. <laughs> Plays Titus Telesco, which is the weirdest fucking character yes. that you could put in one of these movies. And of course, peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> uh, Jack Black is a national treasure, folks. Yes. Uh, Tenacious D, uh, King Kong, uh, the, the remake, obviously, the Peter Jackson one. High Fidelity, love him in that movie. He's such an asshole in that. Uh, Nacho Libre, which is a really weird movie. Uh, School of Rock, he was great in. Of course, the Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. He actually has a role in the Weird Al uh, yes. movie, uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. He was in both Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and Next Level, and he was excellent in both of those. Uh, of course, he's the voice of Kung Fu Panda. He was in year one, not the best comedy from, uh, I believe it was, uh, it was either Harold Ramis or... Um, uh, Ivan Reitman, I think Ivan Reitman did that movie. Not one of his best comedies. Came out later on, but anyways. And he was uh, the character, basically, in Brutal Legend, the video game, which was kind of funny. And he's been in a tons of TV appearances, including The Mandalorian and Community. And little known fact, his first acting role, yes. I believe, was in the Pitfall commercial back in the day for oh the old God. Atari game, because he loved that fucking game. Jack Black has worked himself up to damn near Betty Betty uh, White status. He's he's, he, he's moving up there in the ranks. 
Yeah, I, I felt really bad. I showed, I sent, shared that video in the show notes in the Discord. And I don't know if you saw it. He was playing around. He loves yes. Red Dead Redemption. Yes. He loves that fucking game. And he was playing around like he was getting shot. And he had like a prop gun in his hand. Yep. He, and, and he threw it up in the fucking air. When he fell, it went up in the air and it fucking busted his fucking nose. And he was yes. bleeding everywhere. And he still like, finished the, the whatever scene they were doing. Yeah, I was like, take care of yourself, man. We need you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Bro, gotta be more safe. Uh, but his character in this is so fucking weird. He's got corn, like, he has, the, doesn't he have, like, corn dreads. rolls or uh, dreads? Yeah. And, like, he's this white guy that's, like, in, in the smoking pot. Like, if this character was cast now, it'd be Seth Rogen, of course. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, but it's just hilarious that, you know, that he's in this as the character he is. And it reminded me a lot. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but I do recommend you watch this sometime because it is a slasher technically. And I don't, and I, we just don't have time for it this season. Club Dread. If you, have you ever seen that movie? Hold on one second, Reverend. I'm getting some weird loud noise. I got a fan on my desk that's fucking losing its shit. It's hella funny. Anyways, <laughs> Club Dread. Sorry, I have not seen it. Uh, I would recommend you watch that. It is a com. It's a horror comedy, but it is in the vein of. I mean, it's made by the same people that made Super Troopers. Okay. Oh God, Super Troopers. I've only. Yes. Se- God, have I, se- I? I guess I have seen both of those all the way through. Wait, there's two of them, right? There is two Super Troopers. Okay. The second one is drastically inferior to the first one. Yeah. But it's still, it's it's still okay. Yeah. Beer Beer Fest is another good one. That oh, they I did. love Beer Fest. But watch Club Dread because it's it's got legit horror in it. Okay. It's set, on, it's set on an island. It's funny because it feels like this fucking movie, but done better because it's, you know, like, and then there is and the guy who plays Farva in Super Troopers uh-huh. is the, he plays a character that looks like Jack Black's character in this. Like, okay. I don't know if they intended that, but he look, but they look the same. So, so uh, Club Dread sounds like an April Fool's special. That we would do. So what season would that fit in? It would be this one. It's a slasher movie. And I'm so fucking mad that we missed it. I mean, we could technically still pick it up for a future episode. Well, that's what I'm I thinking. Mean, like, is there a possibility of putting it like in human horror or? Well, I mean, the character is human and there's nothing. Well, no, I take that back. The ending is hilarious because they go with the slasher trope of you can't really kill him. And it gets ridiculous yeah. at a certain point. So... Mm, it really fits in this season better. It really does. Mm, like damn. maybe we can like do an attack of the bees with it. Like, cause it was a, it, it came and went in the theater and it's just my love for super troopers that I even knew about it. And I, and me and my wife watched it in like one of the few theaters around here that even showed it. But like, we both love the movie. It is so it's, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a, the character who plays um, Mac in the in Super Troopers plays a. Uh, I mean, he plays this uh, like he's almost like a scuba dry, diving instructor or something like that on the island. But he's a horn dog, and he's all the time wanting to fuck women up their ass. Oh God! And like it's it, and it's just like the interchange he has with like some of the characters is hilarious. Like. He walks up to him and like the first thing he says is he like he he starts offering him different things. He's like, maybe you would like a dirty Sanchez, you know, and like it's like, what the fuck is a dirt? And you don't want to look up dirty Sanchez. It's pretty bad. But, 
but that's that's the and my favorite part of the movie and i know i'm going off on this and we we really need to cover this probably at some point um uh bill paxton the late great bill paxton yeah plays a jimmy buffett knockoff who supposedly in the universe of this movie came out before uh jimmy buffett and he gets highly pissed off when you bring up jimmy buffett's music around him because he runs like this uh basically free-for-all in the bahamas where you can fuck you know uh basically do drugs whatever you want to fucking do and uh he's and they're all around a campfire and they're uh, this one girl's like wasted out of her mind and she like, you know, and she sees he's got his guitar out and she's like, sing Margaritaville. Oh shit. And then, and everybody stops what they're doing and they're like scared to death and they look at him and he's like, excuse me. And she's like, Margaritaville. And he's like, I think you mean Pina Colada Berg, which is my hit song that came out before that clown. Oh my God. Came, you know, like it's, it's hilarious. Pina Colada Berg. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to work that movie and I love that fucking thing. So anyways, um, Jeffrey Combs plays Mr. Brooks, the hotel manager. And what an asshole this motherfucker is. Oh my is. God. He's a dick and a half. Uh, Jeffrey Combs is horror movie royalty though. And, uh, we love him. He was in a reanimator. Uh, he would play Danvers, uh, detective Daniel Danvers and, uh, the Frighteners. Uh, House on Haunted Hill, he was the evil uh, doctor who was uh, operating on the inmates in that movie. Yeah. Uh, he's just been a ton of shit. So I, I won't rattle off all day what he's been in. I mean, because we'd be here all day. But we will see <laughs> Mr. Combs again and again in our podcast. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer plays Tyrell Martin, who is Carla's boyfriend. Um, he was in the movie Honey which I think had Jessica Alba in it, I believe. Yeah, she was like a dancer or something. Yeah. Uh, that was in her super hot phase, I believe. Uh, she was also super hot, but looked a little underage, which, you know, it's yeah. time I was the same age as her, so I didn't mind. And uh, idle hands, but she's she's got her cleavage out quite a bit in that movie. Uh, he's also in the Divergent series recently with Insurgent. Uh, it was in 8 Mile. That's probably his biggest claim to fame. Because that's got wow. like awards and shit. Uh, he was in the Shaft movie, uh, the the two thousand one with Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, the for horror fans, you'll probably remember him best as the motherfucker uh, in Dawn of the Dead, who in the two thousand four remake, who refused to let or anybody know that his uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever she was. I think she was his girlfriend wife. who was pregnant. Uh, he he refused to let anybody know that she was having complications, uh, because and then of course that caused all kinds of fucking drama in the movies. So. Oh, well, she was bitten. She had a bite yeah. mark on her arm. That yeah, that too. And so. I remember this because I just watched this literally last week. We did <laughs> we did a rewatch. I'm surprised that you can watch that movie because that is that those zombies are pretty fucking scary. In that oh, movie. No, I I didn't last very long. The kids, I mean, the kids were just trying to. It was one of those like um, comfort films for the kids. It was just something nice and relaxing before they ate their dinner. So of course they picked that one. I no, I was not okay. 
So that scene at the beginning of that movie when that nurse is oh. trying to get out of her suburb God. and chasing after her. That is one of the best intros to a horror movie ever in that first little bit. It was so good. It was so good how they introduced the little girl at the beginning that, you know, that she was just a neighbor that was walking in the house and she was just in the house and they're checking on her and then the husband gets bit and then she's got to escape the fucking husband in a matter of seconds. It was, oh my God. Yeah. Anyways. There, there are a lot of, there are some decent, or I mean, really good horror seek or remakes that were actually, you know, some people might argue better than the originals. I wouldn't argue myself that Dawn of the Dead from Zack Snyder is better than the original George Romero, mm-hmm. but it is a fucking good movie. It's it really is, good it, from beginning it, to it, end. I mean, it, you never get, you never get any kind of peace. The use film. of the, the music of that movie is, is amazing. Like they they have the uh, the Johnny Cash song at the beginning of it yeah. that's, that sets the tone, and then they have that one Richard Cheese yes. version of "Get Down with a Sickness." Just heard I that love today. That song. Oh, wah, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> get up, come on, get down with the sickness. <laughs> but that's next season, so we'll cover that in more detail. Oh then. no. <laughs> Uh, Bill Cobbs is playing Estes, the hotel caretaker slash voodoo practitioner. They don't really establish. He's doing yeah. some weird shit out in this shed. Uh, yeah, he he was uh, uh, in his culture. What he was doing was protecting or trying to protect the people, and that's because he knew some shit. Well, yeah, he was trying to do that, but I kept waiting for him to start summoning Jobu, and that's for <laughs> anybody who's ever watched uh, Major League, one of the best. Mo- Major League is one of those movies that you could put on TV and I will watch it no matter what point it is in the movie until the very end. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Uh, it and Face Off are probably the two greatest movies for that. And I and I just kept waiting for Joe Boo to pop up. I'm like, come on. All right, <laughs> Pedro. Uh, knock, knock it out of the park for us, Pedro. Um, but Bill Cobbs is one of those actors... When you see this guy in a movie, you're like, I know I've fucking seen him in a yeah, movie before. Yeah, he, he looks a little like Bill Cosby, and his name's well, Bill Cobbs. But, but he's just been in so many fucking, like, when you look at the movies yeah. this guy's been in, here, here's a sample of them. A House is Not a Home, that's like a recent one that he's been in. But uh, The Muppets from 2011, um, uh, the Night at, Night at the Museum movies, he was, he was in those. Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, Demolition Man, Trading Places back in the day. The taking of Pelham One Two Three was his first movie in '74. Like the man has been in like uh, bit parts in all kinds of fucking movies. So it, it, he's just one of those people when you see him, it's like I know that guy. Like you know, he's one of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jennifer Esposito is playing Nancy, who's a hot hotel bartender. Like, oh yeah, she is. Mamacita, you are fine. That's all I can say. Uh, she, if it wasn't for the fact that Jennifer Love Huge Tits has such a glow up in this movie, I she would have outshone Jennifer Love Huge Tits in this movie. But Jennifer Love Huge Tits in this movie, I don't know what she did, but she, I mean, it, it's the hair too. I mean, because she's got her hair fixed up in this one, actually. I feel like they actually did her makeup, maybe. They did her makeup. She doesn't look like sickly like she did in the first movie. And like I said, her eyes, like she's got some of the prettiest eyes and like they shine yeah. in this movie. She's got like, those doe eyes. Um, but anyways, Jennifer Esposito played in Fresh Kills in 2023. So she's still got movies coming out. 
Uh, and this is a long fucking title, but it's a comedy central TV show called Aquafina is Nora from Queens. I don't know why you would name your show that. Uh, and, and I hate Aquafina, but that's a whole other rant that I could go on. Aquafina, Jesus. If you want, if you want to just ruin your day, no. uh, look up, look up her song that she did for the newest, uh, uh little mermaid, mermaid. movie where yeah. she's basically squawking and you will wish that I hadn't Fuck, recommended that to you. Dude, she's got. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, Jennifer Esposito, I did not realize this, was in The Boys, uh, the Amazon Prime TV series, uh, you know, about superhero, the evil superheroes. Yeah. She plays a very significant character in that. She's like the uh, one of the government agents that's like a liaison or oh, whatever. Oh, shit. She's in a, like 23 episodes or something. Like Damn. She's in that show for a long time. Does not even look like the same person, though. Like, I mean, she's... It's not to say she's ugly, but like she does not look like the same person at yeah. all. Uh, she was also back in the same time period that she was the hot bartender. The she was in Dracula two thousand, playing one of the hot, sexy vampires in that, and then of course the movie Summer of Sam. I feel like I remember liking Dracula two thousand, but I can't remember. Uh, I feel like it was okay. It didn't really like you know. Vampire movies have never really been my favorite, but, like, some of them are better than others. Like, I really like the John Carpenter's vampires, but that's because, uh, you know, the, the actors in that are, are – I really like what they did with it. Um, but synopsis, a year after the incident at South Point, Julie is finding it difficult to fit back into society. Uh, she lives in fear that Ben Willis will turn, seeing the fisherman killer everywhere. Her relationship with Ray is also on the rocks because he wants her to join him in South Point, the source of all her trauma. When her friend Carla wins a trip to the Bahamas and convinces Julie to try and move forward with her life, the past comes back to haunt her. Jack Black is toking up, Mackay Pfeiffer has blue balls, and, and Freddie Prince Jr. still can't fucking act. Ah. The man with a hook is back, and this time he's really mad. Real mad. <laughs> uh, body count, 10. Now, here's another funny thing. Like I said in the last episode or last part of this episode, I don't, I, I just copy these notes over from the previous one. Oh, shit. Candyman had six kills. I know what you did last summer had six kills. Candyman 2, Day of the Dead, had nine kills. I still know what you did last summer has 10 kills. <laughs> Very fucking close. Very fucking close. Uh, so we have Dave, who has uh, who's hooked through the mouth and pulled out of the truck by Ben Willis. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, but they killed their best actor in the entire fucking series. <laughs> uh, Derek the Dock Hand is sliced with a hook off screen. Boo. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to go back to Lover's Lane with this off screen bullshit. Uh, Olga is slashed and stabbed by a hook by Ben Willis. Titus is hooked in the hand and then stabbed in the chest with shears by Ben Willis. Also okay. Yeah, that was a pretty good scene. Uh, Mr. Brooks is found with a machete in his head by Ben Willis. Cool look, but off screen. I did not care for that yeah. part of it. Uh, Estes is impelled through the back with a fire poker, actually a harpoon spear by Ben uh, uh, Will Benson. Uh, and then Nancy, while she's on the floor with uh, Estes's dead body oh, on yeah. her, is impelled through her body with the same fire poker, just he has to press down a little bit more and he gets her. Yeah. She dies. The only thing I don't like about that scene, she dies so fucking quick. Like, there's not even yeah. like, I mean, if you watch it, it's like, uh, and she's dead. I'm like, whereas fucking eh, like Estes was walking around. 
yeah, he's sitting there and he's like got the fire pokers like, help me, they're here, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, Will Benson Willis is uh, accidentally hooked in the chest by Ben Willis, <laughs> which really fucking pisses him off. And funny, this is a funny correlation I didn't think about till just now. Lover's Lane, the hook killer kills his daughter. Yeah, by by one of the characters dodging out of the the the, the final girl uh, dodging out of the way. Same fucking thing happens in this movie. I, Coincidence? That's weird. that's weird. But Lover's Lane technically came out after this movie, so yeah. who stole from who in that sense? I think we have our answer. Uh, and then finally, Ben Willis is shot eight times by Julie and then buried in the mud. But, I mean, and he, I don't like that, the the end scene of this fucking movie. Like, and I mean, I don't know if you want to discuss it now or not, but that, I don't like the fact that they made him like a supernatural killer at the end of this. Because well, he was fucking dead. Well, okay. Uh, here's my take on it. Did she see him, or is she having a hallucination again like she was at the beginning of the film? That's a fair point. If she was having a hallucination, that's fine. Yeah, there's no, it, 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 but it doesn't answer, so you don't get that answer. So that's my speculation, and you have your speculation, and it's like, well, who's right? We don't know. Yeah, that's true. I just, the way that they framed it, and they made it look like he was dragging her in the bed, and that he was killing her, I just like, yeah. uh, come on. I mean, they did like, good. They showed the mud footprints on the ground. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, and that's, I can't and tell that's if it's real thing, or not. That's the other thing that makes me think it's not a hallucination, because that's only shown to the audience. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't see the footprints. Yeah, so, like I said, that's where it's like, okay, well, is he alive? Is he... Is she imagining things like, or is that part of her? Because like, there's things that I dream. My dreams are so vivid. I see so much detail in my dreams that it, is it something that she she's? It's just part of her dream. It's just part of the vision of the dream. I guess if you want to argue that, that'd be fine. It's just I, I feel like it's to pull that cheap. Like you know, the killer's still alive. Yes. After being shot that many times after all that she's been through in this movie and the first movie, it, it just pisses me off a little bit. Like it's like, yeah. just leave him dead. Like, I mean, if you want to, they said in the movie that he had three children, I believe, or at least he had, they, they, I don't know. Maybe they don't give the, the, how many he has. Yeah. But, so he kills his son by accident in this movie. We've established, Thankfully, you you caught it that his daughter died in a car accident. Yeah, uh, in the first movie, that left one more kid. So they could, if they wanted to, they could have left yeah. Ben dead and then had the other child come back and get revenge. If oh they yeah, wanted to continue the series. No, they they definitely could have. Um, they also like okay, so they don't answer questions like okay, so at the end of the film, the helicopters come. Oh, this is the Coast Guard. Blah blah blah. Stay where you are. Uh, but like. They never established, well, did they make sure that they got the body? Did they make sure that he was dead? Did they say, hey, here's where the guy who tried to kill us on this island is? You know, um, did he have a fucking fire uh, or not fire, bulletproof vest on? Because when you saw him get shot, it looked like he had a bulletproof vest on. Yeah, that's, they could have done that. Yeah, that's my, that's just my visual. I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know. It wasn't the best acting even though he was one of the best actors in the film so you know 
Uh, other taglines for this movie: "Someone is dying for a second chance." Um, no. Okay, no. I still know. Yes. <laughs> the sequel that will hook you. No. Again. No. Dot dot dot. The story continues. No. How generic is that one? I mean, I that's know. just fucking ridiculous. Uh, I feel like we've already said this one. Get hooked again. I like that one. Some people never forget. Um, that doesn't even really. I mean, that could. Yeah, it, it's very wide. It's very broad. It's happening again. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is happening again? It's happening. Uh Quotes, Julie James, I have these dreams, you know, like really horrible dreams. This man is always there with me. He was a killer. He murdered Barry and Helen, and he would have killed me too. But I got away with it. Uh, I guess I just need to deal with it, you know, like face the fear and guilt and finally say his name, Ben Willis, Ben Willis. That's That seems not bad. That's like yeah. that dream she's having at the beginning of the movie where yeah. she's like in the confessional and then Ben Willis is, that, that's not a bad scene. I liked it, yeah. Um, Nancy, this island doesn't have a murder. This island didn't have a murder rate until you people show up. <laughs> she makes a good point. <laughs> yeah, she's a fair point. Uh, Tyrell, <clears throat> don't get her started, all right? It's a long, fucked up story, and you probably won't believe it anyway. All I know is that this is the worst vacation of my life. I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm fucking horny, and I ain't seen one goddamn psycho killer. And proceeds to get attacked by a psycho killer. He does, but all those points are valid. Like, they are valid, is, and he looks at Brandy when he says, I'm horny. <laughs> I mean, she's she's uh, sat there and not gave him anything the entire fucking time. Teased the fuck out of oh, him. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're on. You're in the Bahamas, but during rainy season, and there's uh, you can't fucking do anything. Yeah. I mean, like, it is, he's having a shit she's time. She's jumping on a bed with him. He's on underneath her, and she's literally jumping, not humping jumping on the bed. It's like, yeah. oh, I want to go put on my $100 bathing suit and go in the fucking jacuzzi. And the funniest thing is, in the next room, Julie hears that and thinks, oh, they're just getting yeah. busy, you know, and like, and you cut to it. And it's like, are you, are you fucking 10 years old? Like, why are you jumping on the bed? Yeah. Uh, ben Willis, hush child, no more screaming, no more running. It's time to die. That's a good one. I liked that quote. Uh, Titus Telesco, seeing the killer reach for a large spike. Seriously, don't do that. Yeah, that was funny. That's funny, but those are some shit final words. If yeah. I heard some. Uh, after shooting the fisherman, Julie James just shoots him again. Fucking shoots him again. Die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't have it because nobody has this, and, I, and it pissed me off, but I, I listened to it earlier. The whole scene where she sees, like, the graves... Is just a copy from the first movie, although not as quotable. And she's just like, and she calls out the killer again. She's just like, What you know, do you want from me? Yeah, it's like, What do you want from me? Come she's get like, me. Uh, yeah, she's like, Come get me or whatever. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be in that grave. She says something like that because he's wrote on there, Julie James. Um, has her data. Uh, has her like her birthday is like seven seven or something of seventy nine, but then has her like dying on seven four of yeah. like, you know, nineteen ninety eight or whatever it is. So um I don't know. It, it's 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 funny because it's almost the exact same scene from the first movie, but not as memorable. 
that's, I mean, really what it is. Mm, I beg to differ, and I will qualify that. Her knockers were a little bit bigger in this film. And she's that's either covered up more, but there's just more pronounced. So push-up bra for sure. Um. Okay. So getting into the movie discussion a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what did you think about the setting in the Bahamas? Do you think that it was... Did you get enough out of it that you feel like it was worth being set there? Or do you feel like that was just like, you know, like a we, we just want to have a, a place to set this. Why not? You know, I'm torn on it because it, it it's like, OK, Ben escaped there. He went there with his son or and or sons that uh, lived a quiet life away from the town, but only for a year. And. I, I didn't think that was a story they established. I thought Esther said that actually Ben's story started on the island. Oh, okay. Because the way uh, you must have missed this. So Esther says that Ben was a uh, somebody who lived on the island. His wife was cheating on him. Mm-hmm. He in a in a in a you know crime of passion. He kills his wife, and then he escapes from the island before he can be caught with his three children, is what he said. What okay. Esther says. And so it establishes that, like, Ben started there all... So, in a, in a the most inconvenient thing for Julie possible, she went straight to the uh, original home okay. of her killer without even realizing it. Well... I take that back, though. No, she didn't without realizing it because Will set all that up because Will was the one that directed her to the island because he was the one that at the radio the radio station, in quotation marks, yes. that, that allowed them to win with Rio, which is not yes. the uh, actual. So Well, yeah, Rio, so. which is weird because Rio was the capital of uh, Brazil for a while. I don't know when it wasn't. And now it's Brazil. Um, not Brazil, but uh, B R A S I L I E S or something. I don't know something. Anyways, but so, but they established that Ben started on that island. I'm just like, now you're getting a little convoluted with the story of this guy. Like, I mean, it's one thing if he went on a rage in the first movie because his daughter died in a you know drunk driving incident or whatever it was, and you could kind of see like we talked about that's a reasonable you know, origin story, yes. simple, but it, it, it could be, it could happen that he was already a killer on this Island. He killed his wife and then he escaped with his kids and he started a whole new life and he didn't kill anybody on the new Island. But then it came like, it, it's, it's too far fetched. It like, is. It, it is. I don't think they should, they should have taken it to the Bahamas. I don't know why they chose it. I think they tried to make it a smart thing by saying, Oh, well it's the off season. So nobody's fucking there. Um, there's there's two things about the setting I do like. The, I do like the fact that it's off season that that, that it narrows like the amount of people who are around to yes. help them. Uh, and I love the imagery of like the stormy, like yeah. the, you know, all that going on. Why? Because I mean, it's kind of got that spooky like old haunted house vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. But it was unnecessary. It really it was. was. Like, yeah, there's no point. Yeah, they could could have said that. Okay, so what if they'd done this? What if they would have Ray would have convinced her to go to South Point? South Point would have been hit by like a hurricane or something. And they could have had the same imagery, but had it set in the original setting. It would have made way more sense. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, because then she's already terrified because she's in the place where she doesn't want to be. 
Yeah, because she fights him throughout the entire movie not to go back to South Point. Yeah. He has convinced her to go there, and then this shit starts happening, and that just sets off her PTSD that much more. That would have made way more sense than setting it yeah. in, uh, at the, the way they did in the Bahamas. Um, And that's another reason why I think Club Dread might have been inspired by this movie because it's set in the Bahamas and it's like, you know, this sunny, you know, nice island. And they even set up the fact that they don't have boats because like all the boats like only come back to that island like, you know, ever so often, just like they set up in this movie. And, you know, there's that contrivance too to keep people away so they don't have like a rescue system. But, yeah. Um, um I do like the the secondary characters they included in this movie. Um, you know, Jack Black's character is hilarious. Yes. Uh, uh, Estes fits that old creepy guy that, you know, everybody thinks is the kid, you know, might have something to do with the killings. The red herring, out, if you will. Yeah, the red herring in the movie. Uh, I love Jeffrey Combs. Like, he's an asshole, but, like, he... He stay, he's very memorable. And as like, anytime you see the scenes with a hotel manager interacting with the, the kids, it's 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 a fun part of the movie just because you're like, uh, they kind of deserve it because they're getting on his nerves. And yeah. You know, and that sort of thing. Well, he doesn't uh, even want to be there. He's not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I hate, well, no, I actually love in, in a roundabout way, and it's uh, in a, because I think it's funny. They, they so wanted to tie in Jennifer Love Hewitt's, like, uh, singing career to this movie and the fact she had that new single out uh, that you probably end up playing before we're done with this again. <laughs> Uh, that they have her do karaoke in this movie. Now, she's actually a good singer. Like, that karaoke's good. But I, it's funny because, like, it's so obvious that that's the reason they did it. And then they turn around and have, like, uh, the bartender, the hot bartender, say, of course, they all sing, you know? Yeah. Which is hilarious because the two main lead actresses in the movie are both singers. Yes. Uh, I thought it was – I did not like that scene at all. I thought it was so dumb. Uh, oh, God, no, guys, I don't I don't want to say. Okay, guys, it reminds me of that TikTok where it's like the girl that doesn't want to sing the Mariah Carey song. She's like, no, guys, stop it. I don't want to love her. She's singing it hella good. Well, that's the reason I like it, because it's so cheesy that it like, just stands out. And it's like, it's it's so bad, it's good, because it's like, oh, come on. We know why you've got this in the movie. And then it's like, but, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I did not dig it. I was like, here we go. Yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt, we know that you sing. They did it also in The Client List, where it, it was the same exact <laughs> setup. She's... She's taking over. Okay, so the madam that was running the massage parlor now has a bar, and she wants Jennifer Love Huge Tits to handle the the massage parlor, basically be like her cleanup woman and cover for what's really going on. And at this bar that this lady has, she gets Jennifer Love Hewitt to do karaoke, and then there's another scene where her daughter has like this. Her daughter's in elementary school and has like this. I don't know this um, uh, showcase or whatever that she has to do, and the mo and Jennifer Love Hewitt goes and they sing a song together, and I'm like, oh my god, we get it, you sing. It's so obvious. I, I was surprised that they didn't have Brandy singing that uh, uh, singing too, like a yeah. duet or something. I think I would have. I mean, I'm not saying uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't have a bad voice, but I think I would have rather heard Brandy sing. Uh, the visuals are uh, as good in the as the first movie. I mean, they do really good with yeah. night scenes in the in these movies. Um, night scenes and cloudy right. scenes of a storm. 
Yeah, and I really like the scenes where Ray's getting chased. They did a good job with that. Although, why run on the road when you're getting somebody who's going to run you down? Like, just run straight on the road. Like, why not jump off the side of the rail where he can oh, go yeah. right from the get-go? Like, that makes no fucking sense. What's up with this running and doing the serpentine? You're wasting so much energy. Yeah, and it's like all he has to do is just swerve for like a split second. Oh, and he's yeah. right there behind you again. It makes no sense. Um, he is terrible in this movie, though, getting the <laughs> acting portion of it. Again, like he has not improved whatsoever. Jennifer Love Hewitt, actually, though, is decent in this movie, I think. Like she sells the PTSD at the beginning of it. She definitely, she has more than a glow up in the looks department. She actually has a glow up in the, you know, acting department. Yeah, I, d- I didn't mind her acting. Now, Brandy, I felt like Brandy was flat in this movie. Like, she didn't, like, her acting was just kind of like, you took whatever she did on Moesha, she was doing it on this. Like, yeah. There was no, like, I didn't feel one second that she was actually scared in this movie. Like, I really didn't. No. No, not at all. She was very, uh, like you said, flat. Uh, Makai was decent, you know, for his parts. Uh, and then... The Will Benson, um, he's he's not bad for the the fake out, you know, like I am one of the killers yeah. type thing. He w- that wasn't a bad reveal, and he wasn't terrible throughout the movie. I so. liked his radio personality voice too. I think he did he did really good with that. that. That was pretty funny. It's like, what would you say? What what radio station's your favorite? You know, I love that whenever he starts saying that to her, and she it dawns on her. It's like you did this. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know the this. We, uh, the music though, definitely uh, hit nostalgia vibes for me big time. Yeah. In this movie, and I want to say something else. I, I thought that I had never seen this movie before. I, I re- before this viewing, I didn't think I had, and I started watching it, and it got to the island, and it started showing like the the raining scenes. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this. I was taken back to. The early 2000s, I remember watching this movie on some kind of cable TV when I was in college, uh, you know, like, and, and it brought me back like in an instant, like, I, I, just the association between the two of them, just that scene, and I'm like, I did see this movie, I saw it back then on like some kind of cable show or cable network, and I didn't even realize that, you know, I had seen it, it was like just a memory in the back of my mind, almost like deja vu when I saw it, I'm like, I just, I got transported instantly and I was like back in that time and I'm like, okay, I did see this movie. And then yeah. that, you talked about the nostalgia for the first movie, taking you back. This movie did that to me and I didn't even intend, I didn't even realize it until it hit me. It was like, just, you know, like, I mean, just out of nowhere, I was just back in the day and I was just like, I'm back in college. I'm watching this one night while I'm trying to relax from after studying and this is on TV and I've missed every part of the movie except for this where it starts out and yeah. uh, you know, halfway through. That's how I caught the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, it's no, like, that, that is how, it's always something that brings you back, you know? You know exactly what that point of the movie is. It's just, it was so weird. I mean, like, I, it hit me, and I'm just like, I did see this movie. I, I've just not seen all of the movie, but I have always seen it from about the point where they get on the island and it starts raining on. That's where I've always seen it from. Reverend, that's how I see a lot of my movies, if we're being honest. <laughs> I'm the worst. 
I don't know how that happens to me either. It, it must be like something where like Noah's watching something and I catch it because it used to be because it was on TV, but that's not a thing anymore in this household. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of miss not having like TNT and TBS and all those where you'd catch this shit God. on late night or whatever. That is such um, an antiquated statement. I, I know, but that's I mean that's I the know. memory. It, a memory unlocked or whatever. That's that's what I feel like. With Fucking that. wild. Uh, some of the songs in this one, Blue Monday by Orgy. Yes! That was a big one back that's in the day. That's the one, yeah, that I was like, wait a second, I recognize this song, which they had. What was, a- the, what was the song that uh, Ray and uh, his friend were singing in the truck before uh, his friend got, like, ganked out of it or whatever? It was um, ACDC, but I don't know. Because okay. I don't see it listed on here. Um I that I don't know. Yeah, it's not listed in it, and I was like, I know it was a rock song, and none of these are rock songs. So that makes. How do you get the rights to that song, but then not list them on their, you know, soundtrack? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, hold on, I'm trying to pull up. I mean, it's not going to be on here, but uh, obviously, how how do I deal from Jennifer Love Huge Tits because she just came out with that. That, what did that song even have to do with that fucking movie other than maybe how do I deal with Freddie Prince Jr.? I don't know. I mean, other than that, that's the only thing. But, like, in the video, like, she's, like, she's playing, she's this angsty, uh, like, survival girl because, like, if you see the, like, even just the thumbnail for the video, and I remember this from back in the day, she's got, like, on the black, the black tank top or whatever, and then, like, you know, of course the cleavage is showing. Yeah. And then she's she's all, like, you know, singing that and, um, being kind of like grungy looking for her, and it's like, what are you trying? That song doesn't even match what you're trying to show on screen. Like, oh my god! Uh, and you know, it's funny is the other song, Bare no, Naked. It's, oh. Here, it's here I go again because they're showing it. Oh White Snake. yes, yes, yes. White Snake, yes. There that's you the song go. They were singing, yeah. Still crazy that they didn't have it on the at least on the listing though. Well, it is on this listing. I just happened to see it. I'm like, here I go again. Oh, White Snake, yeah, because that's what they're singing. You know. I don't, that's um, weird. I don't see it, but okay, that's just what I'm on. So whatever. Uh, well, this is on IMDb, so oh, a little bit okay. more official about it. Uh, hey now, now, I remember that song from back in the day. That that was on there. Uh, Dire Straits had a song. Why worry or relax was on there. Um, that's kind of weird. Uh, I want to say there's a Brandy song on here at some point. Where which, or I'm not seeing one. That's surprising. You would have thought that she would have like. You know, that would have been like a thing. It's like, if I'm in this movie, you better put one of my songs in it. But I, yeah. don't, I don't see it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt had another song on here, I Will Survive. Uh, oh, my but God. That, but that's her karaoke song, of course. Yeah. Do You Want to Ride? <laughs> By Real Tight. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know, but uh but it, let's see there's another Dire Straits song that fished the movie out. Or I guess it's Why Worry Again, so hmm. or or no that Why Worry and then Relax. So they had two different songs on this. That's weird for this yeah. movie because you think it would be like all poppy and like hip hop related given who was in it, but then they had like rock songs in it. I got nothing, yeah. But anyways, um Anything else you want to say about this movie? It is definitely a, uh, as far as, I mean, acting in the glow up for her, Jennifer Love Huge Tits is an improvement. Uh, setting, story, 
pretty much everything else is a downslope from the first one, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just, I. it makes sense that this one didn't do as well and that they didn't want it. Well, they, I guess they did kind of technically continue with, with I will forever know what you did last summer. Yeah. Which is <laughs> blow me, but. Yeah, we're obviously not covering that one. No. We're going to pull Tony Todd and ignore that one and say it didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. So, <sighs> excuse me. Um, yeah, that's what I that movie does to you. Yeah, I don't have any thanks for this movie. It did not have to exist. Um, life would have continued on for me if it didn't show up. Uh, I, I remember fun- liking the first one. This one, visually, they tried to make it visually appealing, and it it's okay. The funniest thing about this movie, and that's whenever that core memory was unlocked for me that I had seen this back in the day, was I kept thinking, it's like, I've seen this before. What is this? When we when you got the part was on the island, I was like, is there another tropical slasher where they're just like, and I'm like, nope, it's this movie. Yeah. I just, I forgot that I had it's watched the same it movie. at one point in time. Surprise. Um, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Hard eyes, motherfucker. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Fresh fries, motherfucker. I thought it was um, large fries, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, trivia for this movie. Uh, due to the negative critical reactions of the film upon its release, Freddie Pridge Jr. admits that he has never seen the film. Have you seen any of the other movies? If I was him, I wouldn't watch any of his fucking I movies. I know. <laughs> I wonder if his kids watch it. If they're like, Mommy, Mommy, can we watch it? She's like, no. <laughs> no, we're not. you're not seeing that movie. Uh, scheduling conflicts with Dawson's Creek, uh, the faculty, Halloween H2O, and gearing up to direct uh, Teaching Miss Tingle prevented Kevin Williamson from writing the screenplay for both Damn. Dawson's Creek 3. How busy was that motherfucker? Holy like, look at all those shit. movies. And some of the, okay, so let's just briefly go through. I, I don't remember Halloween H2O. Um, I don't know if you know uh, that was okay or not. I really like the faculty, for, though. The faculty's good. H2O, for what it it was back in the day was decent. Yeah. Going back and watching it now, it's one of the lesser ones, but some would argue that it's better than probably Halloween ends. Yeah. I mean, so there's that. Teaching Miss Tingle was a big one back in the day. Um, I don't remember that one. Is it the, I feel like it's a thriller type movie where they're like threatening to, to kill the, that teacher or whatever. And it was like one of those heartthrobs, like, you know, uh, um, Joshua Jackson or one of the ones that was on Dawson's Creek, you know, that had a good relationship with Kevin Williamson went on to be in the movie, but it's like, basically like they're, they're stalking and they're threatening this teacher. And then it goes, kind of goes from there. So it's like one of those. Um, and then of course he was writing the screenplay for this, uh, uh, and screen three, uh, at the same time. Yeah. When did the guy sleep? That's what I want to know. What is that? That's the storm alert thing. Oh, of shit. Go off. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening right now? That sounds so creepy. Yeah. Does that there not, a warning. does that not yeah. like bother you guys? Is that not, are you guys just used to it? Uh, my wife keeps it up for that reason or whatever, just so she knows if there's like any kind of storms rolling through. So, I mean, that's the reason it's going off. I don't hear it whenever I'm sleeping. That's probably a bad thing. But oh if there's my a tornado God. or something rolling through, I'm, I'm sleeping right through it. I can't so. like reverend. I cannot even fucking like California. We just don't have to deal with that stuff at all. Like not even, it's not even, it's not a blip on our radar. We had a hurricane one time in San Francisco 
fucking laughable. I've had farts blast harder than that wind. Uh, so thunderstorms happen so often that uh, they don't really phase us. Yeah. They would probably, uh, but like, you know, if you talk tornado that you start getting some scary shit because there's been a lot of communities through here. It's been ripped to shreds by tornadoes. So, I mean, they, they, they get a little scary. God, I, I can't even, I can't even like fathom with my California fucking living ass. Like it, politically it sucks out here, but <laughs> environmentally fucking the blessed, probably the, one of the best places to live. Well, it's, I mean, really outside of that, that's the only thing that we really have to deal with because, I mean, we're too far from the coast to be worried. Uh, we just get rain from hurricanes, even yeah. bad ones, you know. So um, we live on a really bad fault line, but, you know, thankfully it's not as active as the one you all have. So, I mean, uh, if it ever does become active, we're all fucked because we don't have houses built to withstand that. So oh, that, yeah. that part of it. Uh, but are you uh, talking about our um, San Andreas fault? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're so we are far from that. We might have some effects from it, but you've seen the fucking what some of the earthquakes have done to our area. Like we'll be lucky if a pencil fucking falls over. Well, <clears throat> Kentucky sits on the new Madrid vault or, or fault or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's something like that. The last time that it went off, it made the uh, or it, it it made the Mississippi run backwards. <gasps> so. It, I mean, it's it's bad. Oh so, my god, um, <laughs> it's so fucking wild to hear this shit. And y'all are just like, "Yep, just another fucking year out here where we live." Well, like I said, we don't have that. I mean, we've had like there's been. I mean, like in my lifetime, there's been like two aftershocks, yeah, like little minor things where you feel like a little. It's like what was that? It's like a little bump, and it's like oh, it was like an earthquake technically happened, but you know, um, <laughs> just it's. When Noah and I have looked at other states to live, I, I'm like, where's Tornado Alley? Because uh, almost every other state has a Tornado Alley. And it's the places that were, like, are really affordable that, like, we could probably afford to buy two houses at one time if we really mm -hmm. wanted to that are, like, the ones that have the tornado belts. You know, and we're like, uh, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Donnie has it worse than I do because he's, like, right there on the, you know, yeah. slope where that always hits. So. Uh, and then, I mean, we get snow and stuff, but we don't get it as bad as like yeah. Ohio does. But ironically, have... mine and your weather runs pretty like similar to each other for the most part. You'll tell me, oh, we're at, you know, 78 today. And I'm like, that's weird. We're at like 79 or 76, you know? Yeah, it's generally the same, you know, kind of uh, temperature. But uh, we do have like the largest cave system, underground cave system of any state which is really weird to think about that there's actually caves that runs underneath most of our properties, like in this state. That's where all the cuckoos uh, are. Yeah. That's where the Wendigo lives at. And, uh, and, uh, all the, uh, you know, the creepy cryptids that we have out here, but, uh, we get, we get sinkholes, um, <gasps> no! into, into oblivion. Uh, there was a story a, a few years back where the Corvette museum, and Bowling Green actually had, they lost several hundred thousand dollars worth of classic Corvettes because a sinkhole opened up right in the middle of the museum and sucked them all down. No. <laughs> I mean, when you got caves underneath you, I mean, they can open up and I there guess you go. So. I mean, Fucking weird. But anyways, um, 
So this film would be the last time Jennifer Love Hewitt appeared in a horror film, not wishing to be typecast as a scream queen. Well, you fucking lose. Way to go, loser. <laughs> but it's funny because then she got on the Ghost Whisperer. So uh, well, I mean, yeah. I know it's not a horror show, but still, it's like. I mean, you would laugh at some of the things that popped up, but there was there was some genuine times I was really scared at what was going on until they finally explained what's going on, why the spirit is mad. It was like a it was like a very woman's version, or maybe even a man's. Like if he just wanted to watch Jennifer Love with her huge tits hanging out, if he wanted to watch a version of Supernatural, there was a lot of lore in the show. It was actually really good, and for for that. Was it anything close to Touched by an Angel? I kind of feel like they were the same concept. Uh, they looked but... identical in terms of if you watch the opening of um, of uh, Ghost Whisperer. But no, there was definitely some benevolent spirits that she had to deal with. There was definitely some evil entities. Uh, there was witchcraft. Uh, there, was, there, was, there was quite a few things going on, especially as the seasons got deeper because you had to keep it just – not her just talking to a ghost, you know? <laughs> uh, she accident. her mom uh, was not, her mom passed down the ability to talk to ghosts to her, but would not acknowledge it. And, or no, her grandma had it. The mom didn't get it. It's always, it always seems to be that way. And then, um, she passed it down to her son unintentionally, but her son was a very, I mean, kids are usually, we've, as we've seen in movies, are usually pretty fucking powerful when it comes to that shit, but they don't know how to control it. So mm-hmm. I think that was one of the last seasons, though, was when she had a kid. Uh, there was a weird season where her husband died, but then his spirit didn't want to leave because obviously she could, she was a magnet for spirits. So he didn't want to leave. So he fucking took over another person's body he basically possessed someone for the listeners when she says magnet she imitated to her chest and <laughs> i was sitting there thinking the exact moment that she did that that's that would be a magnet if i was a spirit if you're not watching on YouTube, just kidding. We don't have this on YouTube. But yes, uh, yeah, she, she she was a titty magnet. The spirits were attracted to her chest. Who wouldn't be? But yeah, her husband didn't want to leave them titties, so he possessed somebody. <laughs> I would too. She's very hot in the Ghost Whisperer. She gets hotter every season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say the same exact thing. I was like, well, I probably wouldn't want to leave either if I was him. I'd be like, I'm not... No other guy's getting that. I'm going to find a way to get get another body and go right back to her. So. I'm talking shit about two very high-budget films when I'm telling you about this cheap-ass TV show that I watched where her husband dies, possesses somebody, she marries the guy who got possessed, took him from his wife, I think. I think. I'm not sure. Uh, if I remember that correctly. And then that guy just dissolves, meaning her original husband, who she was married to, that died, he's just in the show again. Like, still, um, that guy never happened. And she kept calling him by his original name, the dead husband's name is what she called the new guy. And it wasn't really the new guy because he was completely taken over by her husband. And I was okay with this. So I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> That I allowed this to happen and continued to watch the show happily. 
I think you and Noah need to discuss this. This is uh sounds like some uh, marriage, you know, like if issues that it's like you're gonna you're gonna go to some other guy, you know, he passes away, and it's gonna be like you're gonna call the other guy Noah or Noah. Yeah, it's like it's it sounds like a whole thing. Or if I die, like how you're gonna marry another woman, motherfucker? Guess who you get? You get me two point <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Guess who's back? Yeah, he back hates that. Again. He hates that show, and he will talk shit any day about me loving that show, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> that sounds so cool. That that sounds like something that would be. I mean, I hate to say this, but it would be on like a uh, like uh, one of those shows for like for women. It's like, lifetime. I loved him so much that I, I found another guy that's got his soul, and I'm going to marry him again. And it's like. Okay. <laughs> you can catch me in my upcoming Christmas drama, A Christmas Spirit. <laughs> Tis the season to be haunted. Uh, oh, God. Uh, in the script, Nancy's character description is Nancy looks just like Jennifer Esposito. Okay. I, I, I mean... That's if you want to hire me and you want to put that as my description, I'm I don't look like Jennifer Esposito. But if you want to say Raina looks like Raina, I, I can do that. <laughs> and then Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr. and Muse Watson are the only actors reprised roles from the previous film with Sarah Michelle Gellar only reappearing as Helen Shivers via a photograph. And it was a good photograph because she was in that green dress. <laughs> with her seashells on prominent display. Uh, that's Holler Awards for this uh, movie. Uh, Final Girl, Julie steps it up in this one. She yes. actually kills, well, it's assumed. Yes. Uh, that she kills him at the end, so she does take back the power and become the Final Girl, like, you know, in the sense. She fights to live. Yes, and she doesn't, really, Ray doesn't really provide anything other than the gun because he is so worthless when he comes oh, up God. against Ben in this movie. Well, he's pretty battered in this film. I mean, he had already been hit by the vehicle and rolled down a hill. He was taking pain pills, so he wasn't fooling Jumped himself. Jumped out of the hospital window. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't going to, I mean, other than giving her the will maybe to want to live or fight a little more or give her some hope. Uh. Speaking of of his journey or trek there, uh, I didn't get get the guy's name to included in here, but kudos to uh, Red as he was called in a round or in a roadhouse uh, as being the uh, boat captain who yeah. was forced at gunpoint to have to take him back in a hurt or you know or give him the boat to oh, go yeah. back in a hurricane. Um, roadhouse is a good damn movie. Oh my god, I've not seen it. Roadhouse, um, it's good. In, it's it's one of those, it's a cheesy bad movie, but it's good even though that it's cheesy bad. So, and uh, Sam Elliott is. I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna put this out there. I don't know how you would be a woman and see Sam Elliott in that movie and not get a little bit hotter in the collar. I'm just gonna say. Okay, hold on. I'm looking him up right now. He that was the, that man looked. I mean, he he was a heartthrob back in in that movie. Well, I mean, he's not bad looking now for an older man. 
No, but I mean, he. it was like, I mean, if they want to claim daddy status on Pedro Pascal, oh, yeah. they would have lost their fucking mind on Sam Elliott back in, you know, Roadhouse days. Yeah, he's definitely a lucker <laughs> for sure. And a silver fox. I mean, he is, uh, when he shows up that movie, he's got so much charisma that like as a guy, you're watching the movie and it's like, I want to be his best yeah. friend. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> nope. He's very, very, very good looking. And he's got so much charm, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, he's one of the best parts of that movie, actually. And he's only in it for like, I want to say maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes at most. That's hella funny. <laughs> Sam Elliott is 78 years old. Do you like young, fiery Latinas that have a bad attitude? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when he's not out there with that, that voice of his talking about, you know, like beef, it's what's for dinner. Yeah. And else that he does. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, slashers in this movie. We got Ben Willis back again. Yeah. He, he, he does his job. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, the kills are actually better in this movie in a sense, even though some of them are off screen. Uh, Will Benson doesn't really get much of a kill in, in this movie. But, no. I do like his explanation about Ben's son. It's in the name. It's in the name, dumbass. Um, best kill in the movie to me is Nancy being impaled with another victim with a hook spear. I, I, I've, I've chosen the hook spear dead several times, but there's something to be said about two people being hooked through the yeah. same spear. It's, it's classic. It's, <laughs> it's a good kill. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, best scream in the movie is Nancy whenever she uh, see when she's in the cooler or wherever she's hiding, and then uh, Brandy, I believe it is, and Ju and you know, um, oh yeah, huge tits like break in on her, and then she scream. She's got the best scream in the movie. Yeah. Scene. Uh, best boobs in the movie is actually goes to Jennifer Love huge tits because I don't know what she did, but they're on display. Yeah, they, they they look pretty nice, and they are, but they aren't so like she's never in a bikini uh maybe she's in like a tank top or dress but still not like uh, they're not runneth over and it's when they're covered up the most technically but they're all soaked by the rain that they look that they their look the best. best yes and yeah. i'm just like wow like <laughs> teach me the ways <laughs> um I was just thinking there's, I, I hate doing this, but I have to. That's when I was talking about Sam Elliott Roadhouse, there is a scene when he shows up later in the movie and Patrick Swayze's no slouch. I mean, yeah. back in the day, Patrick Swayze, I mean, he had a drawn women. I mean, it was a thing, but like he's, he's got the main, like his female interest in the movie at that point, And like they're on a date. And then that's when Sam Elliott shows up. And I mean, in the movie, you can see that she is drawn to Sam Elliott to the point that she would almost leave Patrick Swayze, <laughs> and you can't really blame her. Like, no. It's like, I mean, and she looks at both of them, she's like, I mean, she, there's a moment where she's like, I would probably do both of you at the same time, but that, that's not the type of movie we're in, so oh that ain't going to happen. God. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch Roadhouse sometime. It's a classic. I think I want to watch it now. I, I can't explain it. Um, you get to see a guy get his throat ripped out um, after he tells Patrick Swayze that he's fucked guys like him in prison. Okay. I mean, that's a classic line, you know. <laughs> 
do uh, you get to see the blind blues player in the movie? That's like one of the best parts of the movie. I mean, he's just a cool guy. Um, and then you get to see Patrick Swayze kick some ass. I mean, yeah. in addition to having a love, uh, one of the most weird uh, love scenes in a movie, but like, I mean, it does have a romance in it, so it has something for the ladies. Oh, okay. In to Sam Elliott, Sounds so. dandy. <laughs> and it has one of those rich asshole, uh, 80s assholes in it okay. that uh, is a bad guy, and you always love that yeah. whenever they just have more money than they have morals, and <laughs> they just, you know, and they, they tell everybody in town, it's like, I'm going to fucking ruin, run you out of business and buy everything up, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it, and then, of course, Patrick Swayze's like, well, I'll kick your ass, and then it's like, okay, well, I guess Hold that Hold my beer. <laughs> Um, best side character. I'm going to pick Nancy cause I liked, I liked how she looked. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Titus is a good second pick for me. I'm going to go with Titus because he just had more personality. We didn't really get enough of Nancy. I, she had the personality. If you know what I mean, Shut and up. I know that you do. Um, I'm going to give a Franklin award though to Titus. Cause <laughs> I mean, he, he, if he was there any more than what he is in the movie, he would he he would cross over yes. into Franklin's status. Yeah, he would. I agree with that. Uh, how annoying is the, Julie's fucking annoying again in this yeah. movie? Like really bad. Um, and the dumbest moment in the movie is Ray checking the quote unquote dead body that's on the side of the road. Oh yeah, dude, you just survived being nearly. I, mean, I know that he was the least targeted in the first movie. Yeah, but still. Well, he got a letter. Yeah, he got a letter, folks. I mean, you know, everybody else is, like, getting, you know, dead bodies thrown at him with uh, fucking crabs, and he's like, I got a letter. <laughs> hey, guys, I got a letter. Like, oh, congratulations. Where did you, what college did you get accepted into? <laughs> but I know that he was the least effective, but still, it's like, after all you went through and after you know that your relationship's on the rocks with her because of the trauma she experienced, you can't fucking, I mean, you're just going to walk up on a dead body on the side of the road, like, or quote, unquote. We got, we got to help them. No, we don't. I mean, even his friend's like, dude, leave it. Call the police. Like, yeah. Handle it. It's like, yeah, that's what, what you're supposed you to gonna do. do. Oh, my God. I mean, nowhere in this series was it established that Ray had any kind of basic life support yeah. training that he would have any, I mean, all, what's he going to do? Sit there. Yep, they're dead. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're. You're dumb, dude. Let's Stop. call the police. They're dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, some could argue that uh, Julie and Brandy's, I, 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 I'm going to call her Brandy because that's who yeah. she is. I mean, she's playing herself. Um, you could argue that the fact that they're too stupid not to double check that Rio was not the, the you know, capital of Brazil. Yeah, but I mean... Would anybody, else, if you would have won a trip to Bahamas on a technicality, would you have argued or, or went back and researched that I wouldn't have gave a shit? I would have been like, I'm going to Bahamas. You yeah, know? I don't, I would, I would have too. Um, and I don't really, I mean, nothing they really do. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of back. The only thing that I hate as far as Julie's character is she's all the time, like, all, you know, like running away and she never once tries, like all the other final girls, to like stand her ground. Yeah. And yet again, she calls the the bad guy out, but then whenever he shows up, she fucking runs from him. It's yeah. like, bitch, did you not just call him out? No like, Home Alone tricks, no traps, nothing. Yeah, so 
same old shit, different day. And that's why it, you know, didn't make a whole lot of money and didn't get a whole lot of sequels after this. Yeah. Uh, plugs. Leanne to it. Leanne to it. We seem to be doing on Sundays. So, or Sunday night, so, and it's live, and it's kind of a surprise when it goes on, so you can catch the hubs and I uh, bullshitting with each other. Once in a while, you might catch the Reverend on there. I think A.V. wants to go on there, too. And uh, speaking of A.V., she uh, got in touch with me and was like, hey, thinking about doing absolutely not again, and I was like, bitch, let's fucking do it. So, I was like, I can't get any of the Hot Mess Express hoes. To fucking jump all aboard, you know? So explain to the audience, because I would like to explain. So when you all first started podcasting together, it was kind of just like a Rain Man, mm-hmm. like catch-up special type scenario. But what is absolutely fucking not or, or, however, yeah. or whatever you... Well, okay, yeah, because Avi and I, we, we were doing the RMD fan show, which was very short-lived. And, the, and it was very much controlled by Mike. And what we originally wanted to do was absolutely not, which is basically what Hot Mess Express is. It's just girls getting together, talking about random topics. Uh, AV, I think, is going to be picking up a few um, things as some notes. We got some TikToks we want to discuss. Basically some uh, women's perspective on a lot of the bullshit. I, I would almost describe it like the the girl version of lean into it only the guys are trying to be you know uh well I wouldn't say trying but they're they're doing a more comedic take and bullshittery and fuckery whereas we're just I don't know I guess being women <laughs> uh so you're picking a topic and you're like uh oh, these hoes are wrong and this is the reason why that pretty much yeah uh I don't think you're gonna see like my husband's always trying to do some fuckery in the show and if I'm not rolling with it he's like mm, you don't have a good personality or not personality a good uh sense of humor I absolutely do just ask me I'll tell you I do <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so anyways. yeah I, I didn't I didn't know exactly what I mean because I, I I think I'd heard like maybe one episode of it before and, it, and I kind of heard like you were going back and forth over uh, some different things uh, so I didn't know if that was the standard yeah. format for the show or not. Um, I you know I don't know because I do like being able to go off the cuff. Um, when when we had done shows before for Rain Man. And it was very, I don't want to say scripted, but it was very, there was a lot of notes. Kind of like you and I, we follow a format. And so I know Avi and I were trying to follow a format, but then we would never get to everything on it because we would rant forever about something that we were talking about. So I do kind of like maybe some basic notes and then wherever it goes from there, that's where it goes. And so each week will be, Something that we want to discuss. I don't know what AV has in store for this Tuesday. There's a couple things I want to discuss. There's two uh, TikTok specific. I already mentioned that. We have a show notes page already. And then I told her to listen to the episode that you were on for Leanne to it because I was like, I want her to hear how I was talking about the women and see, do you agree with me? Do you think, you know, or do, do you feel differently about anything? And if so, why? Because sometimes I feel like my take on women is not fair towards women. I feel like I'm very tough on women. Uh, I'm, I'm, t- I'm just as tough on myself. So I just don't think that getting by trying to be cute, whiny bitches is, 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 is the vibe, honestly. I think it's like if you're going to try to st- – 
pretend to be strong, independent, then fucking do something to show that that's what you want to do or be, or be what you say you're trying to be, you know? Yeah, see, I don't have a problem with that because most guys, I mean, if, if they kind of step out of line or, or they put on airs a little bit, we'll we'll call each other out. And yeah. I mean, we have no problem saying, you know, that guy's a douchebag. When that, I mean, like Ray, he's a douchebag when yeah. that's an offer and he's a piece of shit. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, so, and, and obviously, unapologetically is what we are in the Scooby Gang. So, and I did want to discuss one thing about the Scooby Gang. I don't want to, like, I don't want to say it now because obviously it'll be on the show. But I uh, wanted to get her take on it because it's just, uh, you know, it's how the Scooby Gang is like a family in, in a sense. So you'll hear a little bit more about that. Uh, oh. Yeah, when, when we do that. Uh, we were planning on doing it. I don't know that we could do it every Tuesday. I think we'll burn ourselves out. So maybe every other Tuesday, maybe start with yes. a Tuesday a month. Yeah, I mean, do like we did with this one and kind of start out with like one a month. Yeah. And kind of see if you want to do it more often and kind of go from there because that's the last thing you want to do is make it a chore and then yeah. you'll just be fed Ex- up with it. Exactly. So that's the hopes. I'm fucking hella excited because I love podcasting with Avi. She was my inspiration to get into podcasting. Hearing her on Crossroads, I was like, fuck, I want to be like that bitch. And now look at me. You can catch me on three different shows. <laughs> and I'm so sorry because I don't like the sound of my voice. Uh, and you may not like it just as much as I don't. So, And I have to hear my voice again because not only do I have to edit, but I listen to the show again to make sure I didn't miss something and find out whether it's worth even removing or not, or if I just leave it in there for comedic purposes. Like, up, oh, fucked it up hard enough, you know, it's gonna stay. <laughs> None of our podcasts yeah. are perfect, you know? Uh, I, I think that that's where the personality in a lot of podcasts comes out, though, is the imperfections. Yes. If, I mean, you're a professional program. You're competing with a higher level of people at that point. And I, 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 I mean, even Joe Rogan, like some of the best stuff he did was whenever he was like off the cuff, like getting like blasted out of his mind with, um, with, uh, Alex Jones, you know, and, and shows like that. So, I mean, like it's the imperfections that make the personalities more than just the, the content of the shows themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, you don't want like a shit show that sounds like you're talking oh, to a yeah. tin can, and oh yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like you know, it's it's the it's the stupid little things like the tangents. Yes. Like, I mean, the Roadhouse tangents on a podcast <laughs> about horror movies. I mean, like it's it's that 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 gets you the personalities. So. Yeah. No, I'm more or less looking for like either the long pauses or the where we lose each other on connection or. Something maybe skipping so bad, like the, the, I, there's been episodes I've left in where there's there's skipping of the internet. It just fucking happens. But if it's so bad that you can't make up anything, I will cut out that whole part and the part where we come back together, and it'll sound like it never fucking happened. So I have to listen to the whole episode. So I have to listen to myself talk, and I'm just like I've. It's nice because I've actually gotten used to not hating it so bad. And it's like, well, this is just what I've chosen to do. It's like, why are you going to fucking freak out about it? You chose to put something out like that. Now you have to make sure that it's somewhat okay to hear, you know, for the 13 listeners that we have. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. Yeah, that's that's a good number, 13. Yeah. That's that's what, you know. We do it all for you. (laughs) 
Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it. I, I'd like to see because I, I do remember like the the energy between you two, even yeah. during the fan show, was really good. So I'd like to see that come back again. Yeah, the last thing we put out, which is actually on, I'm glad that I put it on. Uh, at the time, it was kind of whoa. Why did you put this on Death Holler? And it was our trip to Vegas. It was the Supernatural Vegas video log that we had put together and it's still on death hollers youtube and it was like well that's kind of weird that you did well i'm glad that we did because noah's youtube got banned it would have been lost forever that is true yeah i don't think i saved that video i think it it literally just lives on death hollers youtube and now everybody knows that you (laughs) hate jensen ackles so that's even i don't hate him i just hate is a strong word i just really 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 don't like him Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, folks. With that, peace be with you. And with your spirit.